వృందావన్ we continue our series of going back to the 60s and 70s and ruminating on how bhagwan shaped the shri satyasai institute of higher learning the brindavan campus will celebrate 50 years of its existence in june 2019 and we have started this series in june 2018 learning with love in brindavan to document and delight in the way bhagwan shaped the students shaped this beautiful temple of learning which today is a beacon for humanity when it comes to nurturing a character rich generation so in this series if you have been following we started with how bhagwan set up his ashram in brindavan how he named it brindavan what was earlier nandanavanam and then how the college came into being and how the initial days of the college were in the 1969 1970 71 72 in fact every time i come across so many students who were part of that precious era of the shri satyasai integral education movement and i'm not able to move beyond that decade of 69 to 79 because that was the period when swami spent so much of his time in brindavan he was giving a lion share of his time to only the students you didn't have the hospital then you didn't have the water project then swami's project was his students that's it the anandpur college had started in 68 the brindavan college started in 69 and swami used to spend more than 300 30 40 days or 365 days in brindavan with the students and that is why when you talk to any of these boys all of them are flooded and loaded with so many beautiful revealing moments so today let me share with you stories of two such brothers tc ashok and bv sagar both of them were very lucky to have parents who were very devoted to swami tc ashok had mr tc ashwath narayan as his father and mr ashwath narayan was a devotee of bhagwan for many years if he was involved in the setting up of the anandpur college and much before that so swami used to give many projects to mr ashwath narayan to execute for him 
So he was someone who frequently came to Prashantliyam from Anandpur campus and so Ashok was his son and Swami used to visit their house in Anandpur very often. So Ashok grew up in this family where right from the time you're born you know that Swami is God. But all the same, Ashok never thought about studying in the Vrindavan campus or in Swami's college because as he says, you know, I thought that is a bit too much for me getting up early in the morning, cold water bath and all that discipline he thought was probably not his cup of tea. So one day what happened was Swami had come to Ashwat Narayan sir's house for dinner and uh, as Swami was leaving the house and uh, Ashok who was then a teenager was just closing the door of Bhagwan's car and then suddenly Swami looked at Ashok and Swami said, Hey, you get into the car. Get in. So... Ashok got into Bhagwan's car, very overwhelmed. First time he's sitting in Swami's own vehicle next to Swami. And Swami generally would come to the Anandpur College from their home. And then from there he would return to Puttaparthi. Anandpur College is in the outskirts of the Anandpur town. So once he was with Bhagwan in the car, Swami asked him, Hey, will you come and join Vrindavan College? And Ashok didn't know what to do, what to say. How can you tell Swami that, Swami, I cannot, I'm not interested. And there was no option. Already you're like with Swami in his car. It's not as if you can run away anywhere. You cannot get out suddenly. Such a delicate situation. So all he said is, uh, Swami, so now only I have to go or do I have some time? Somehow he wanted to buy time. And uh, Swami said, no, it's okay. You don't have to go now. You come with me to Puttaparthi now. And uh, after you drop me in Puttaparthi, you come back to Anandpur. You pack your bags and you take your time. Maybe in a week or something, you come to Brindavan and join there. So Ashok thought, okay, fine. At least some time. There is some chance now for me to do any escape act if I want to execute now. So... He came back and uh, never told anything about it to his parents and just kept quiet. We just hoping that Swami will forget about it. No one anyway knows about it. So it will just die with time. But what happened to his utter shock is every day his father used to get a call from Mr. Kutum Rao, who was the secretary of the ashram, from Mr. Chiranji Rao, who was again working closely with Bhagwan in the ashram. So it would be phone calls almost every day from these people who are serving Swami closely and they would say Swami is asking about Ashok's admission in the Brindavan College. And now Mr. Ashwat Narayan didn't know what to do. He said to his son Ashok, we have to go. So let's just go. So now Ashok realized there is no choice. He figured out that the day he closed the door of Bhagavan's car when Swami had come to his home. That day itself, that application was in the door closed, but his life has opened differently now. His life has taken a different turn. So he had no choice. So he came to Brindavan. And the first time, you know, he landed in the Brindavan hostel. He says, it was so quiet. It was so peaceful. In those days, Brindavan was like in the middle of a jungle outskirts of Bengaluru. And he says it was so peaceful, but it was it was too quiet and too peaceful for a person of my age. He was just a teenager. 
the quietness there actually disturbed me because it was too quiet and then he goes to the hostel and he sees that everyone is wearing whites and he had brought only all color dresses and he says that was like a first shock everyone is wearing white people are so quiet and then he goes to the warden and the warden shows him the room where he has to stay and he sees that it is one room which has to be shared by 20 boys and there is just little space for you to place your bed that is all it is then the warden tells him that you know you have to get up tomorrow morning at 5 am he says what 5 am and this was a second shock for him i don't get up in my home at 5 am and what do i do 5 am you have to have bath which is like cold water bath so this was like a third shock it like shock after shock so little place to stay i have to get up at 5 o'clock and have cold water bath why on earth do i have to go through all this and then comes the fourth shock for him is the breakfast and he goes for breakfast and they say it is pongal pongal with tamarind rasam now these are the two things that he never liked as breakfast pongal and tamarind rasam this is at that point in time he just asked himself why am i being put through all this what mistake did i commit i am so young i have not done anything wrong why am i being asked to undergo all these ordeal it was to him like that so he went to the warden after one or two days and he said sir actually i have to go home i'm not feeling well i have fever i want to go home for some time and the warden says uh, well that is not possible now once you join you cannot leave this place just like that so probably we'll have to wait till bhagwan comes and once swami comes then we will see what we can do but just hang on it'll be fine and so swami was expected to come in two days but swami interestingly came after two weeks and somehow he bore through all that ordeal for two weeks and then the day bhagwan came he saw that everyone was started running in the hostel when swami's car came and he was wondering what is all this why are people running like this like mad and he was calm he was just somewhere behind people were crazy they threw everything and he was running to the entrance of the hostel the moment the car horn was audible and people were so in frenzy to have bhagwan's darshan and he thought what is all this and he was just somewhere back behind standing absolutely untouched with everything that was happening and bhagwan came he stopped right in front of the hostel he got down and he calls the warden and he asks where is ashok and immediately everyone is looking for him and so ashok immediately had to be brought to swami's presence and swami asks hey how are you how is the pongal swami asks and ashok didn't know he says swami that is one of the problems that i have i can't manage this pongal and swami says doesn't matter doesn't matter don't worry you will get used to it it'll all be fine you will get used to it so that is how ashok's trust with bhagwan's hostel and becoming a sai student began way back in the early 70s 
probably 72 73 and after that mr ashok slowly started getting used to the place liking the place and he did his 5 years at bhagwan's college in bhagwan's proximity and today mr ashok is such a successful serial entrepreneur he is based out of san francisco usa as well as hyderabad in india he has such an impressive track record of building startups in fact he was on the front cover of economic times and another economics magazine recently such an impressive record of building startups specializing in cutting edge technologies with global delivery models and building companies which have great exit values someone who is so focused on long term competitive advantage he was instrumental in launching innovative products that are years ahead of their time so he's someone who is called as an eternal innovator quick thinker but always very calm demeanor and someone who exudes positive energy that is what is tc ashok today and he says when i look at my life whatever i am today it's because of that training because of how bhagwan made us go through all those ups and downs go through all those seemingly tough times of life and he ensured that the whole personality got developed there was culturing of our body there was expansion of our mind and there was nourishing of our soul all this happened in bhagwan's college and and it happened in a manner where it was not forced on you but it was done with so much love it was done with so much of care it was done with so much of a sense of oneness that today he says that whole process of self correction self implementation self realization that slow transformation that happened that is what has made me what i am today he says it does not happen overnight the first month yes it dif- becomes difficult to get used to it but slowly slowly the way the warden treats you the way the teachers treat you and everyone is willing to hold you and give their time and ensure that the bud in you blossoms into a beautiful flower it is discipline with love it is culturing with care that is what has helped tc ashok to be what he is today and narrating so many instances of how bhagwan also ensure that he gets revealed to who bhagwan is so one day he was uh, sitting in the darshan line and you know he saw swami was taking so many letters and just that thought came you know does he really read all these letters can he really read i mean so many letters he takes every day and these people also are so crazy i mean do they think that it is realistically possible for swami to read all these letters why do they give so he was thinking all this and he just actually mentioned to the guy next to him that you know do you think swami reads all these letters and so that boy did not say anything darshan was over and swami was back in the bungalow his swami's residence and there there was there is something called a safe room which we have mentioned before and swami was talking to the elder devotees mr bhagwantam mr jogara or mr ram brahmam and suddenly swami asked where is ashok so immediately he was summoned and he went to swami's presence he was standing there and swami didn't talk to him he was just standing there for almost 10 minutes 
then suddenly Swami picked up one letter from that bunch of letters uh, that he had collected and he gave it to Ashok to open. And as he opened, Swami said, there is a check in it. So, and that is what it was. He opened the letter and just as Swami had said, there was a check in it. And then he said, okay, keep it aside. Then a few seconds passed and then again while conversing, Swami picked one more letter and gave it to Ashok again and said, open. So Ashok opened the letter and uh, so even before he could see what was the inside, Swami said, there are some photographs, some marriage photographs of that uh, couple. No problem. You just uh, keep it aside. So again, that is what it was exactly. And now Ashok is thinking, you know, maybe Swami is so fantastic in guessing things, you know. He knows the moment he picks the letter, he, he can happily, so smartly guess what is there. And so even as he was thinking like this, suddenly Swami gave that whole bunch of letters to him, showed him that bunch and said, you pick one letter. So he, now he picked one letter and then as he was opening, Swami said, there's another check there. And that is what it was again. And Ashok is now thinking, oh my God, how did this happen? And I said, pick one more letter. Again, he picked a letter and then Swami said, read the letter. And so he started reading the letter Revered pranams to you, my dear Swami. Loving salutations at your lotus feet. And I said, okay, stop, stop. And then Swami said, give me the letter. And he passes on the letter to Bhagwan. And then Bhagwan now says, okay. Swami gives back the letter to him. And then Swami says, okay. And now Swami is narrating the contents of that letter. Ashok is holding that letter. And Swami is simply saying what is written in that letter. The full letter Swami is just saying and Ashok is seeing that it is word by word exactly what that person has written. And then at the end of this whole experience, Ashok is so shocked. And then Swami says, you think I really need to read these letters to know what is written there? Do I really have to open the letters, familiarize myself with its contents? You think all these people are mad people to write all these letters to me? I don't need to open any letter to read every time they write a letter. The letters to write the letters are also given by me. So these were some of those moments which left such an indelible impact on Ashok. There was another occasion when Swami was going to Uti and on the way is that Banargata forest rest house so Swami had taken a few boys and uh, when they rested there, it stopped there and so the hosts there had arranged for elephant ride and so there were two elephants and uh, Swami said, all of you boys, you go for the elephant ride. I will just be here. It will take one, one and a half hours. I'll be here. There's no problem. All of you go and have fun. And uh, Ashok said, no Swami, I will be here only. I don't want to go. I said, why? He said, no, Swami, I mean, I came here to be with you, Swami. I don't want to go on the elephant ride. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested to be with you, Swami. I'll be here, Swami. Swami said, I am telling you. He said, no, Swami. I mean, in that case, Swami, you also come. You also come, no, Swami, because we really came to so that we want to be with you, Swami, not really that interested in elephant ride. And Swami said, you are so adamant. Okay, fine. And then Swami himself came. Okay, I will also come. And so Swami did come 
and on this top of two elephants so bhagwan was seated i think there are those beautiful pictures that probably some of you would have seen the swami is sitting on one on top of this elephant along with the boy so there are two elephants and and uh, so as the elephant ride started so they had gone a few meters and little bit of safari in the jungle and suddenly it started raining and so immediately you know they alighted from the elephants and they came back to the car and uh, as they got into the car because of that rain and the jungle road the car could not move because the car got stuck in that slush and the wet soil and the driver was trying to press on the accelerator and even as he was doing that the car was only getting more and more stuck going deeper into the mud and wet earth there and it was becoming difficult the car was not moving and it was uh, raining and they didn't know what to do and then swami said see i told you i won't come but you people were so insistent that i have to come now see what happened and all the boys were feeling very bad I and mean, maybe it was not right you know unnecessarily they really sort of pressurized swami to come they should have just obeyed swami and gone on and done the ride and they were feeling very sad and apologetic and they didn't know what to do and then swami said okay and then swami got out of the car and swami just put his hand out as if gesturing the car to move he just swami just waved his hand a little bit as if lifting the car in the air and mr ashok says that you know swami just did that gesture and the car miraculously just came up out of the slush and just it's like someone just lifted the car and kept it outside he says you know these things i cannot explain you have to experience to know who is shri satya sai and mr ashok who had the chance to be with bhagwan in those days says that that is the reason why you know that swami is not someone who is that 5 feet 3 inches person he is someone who is beyond everything in fact on one occasion after he finished his bachelor's in bhagwan's college and swami told him to go and do ma so he was in chennai in madras christian college and there is a station there tambaram station and there you have electric trains so there was one of his friends who was in a hostel so he used to go often to visit this friend who was in this hostel so he has to come to tambaram take the electrical train and then reach this place and that place had a over bridge if you want to go to the platform and uh, so many times you know he would cross the railway track if there's no trains or sometimes go over the over bridge you know just like how it happens uh, many times in india if there's no train then people take that liberty to just cross the track instead of going over the bridge so one day he being a youngster he saw there are no trains coming and he was just crossing the tracks and uh, as he was doing that suddenly he felt that someone just lifted and threw him back he just fell on his back and it was such a sudden impact and even before he could realize anything he saw that at lightning speed one train came and just just swish past him he was like such a shock he that train came in a jiffy and it's he was going there to his friend with another friend and that friend said what did you do do you do you realize what did you do i mean what happened to you and they just saw that it was right at the nick of the moment the train he was so busy 
so lost thinking about meeting his friend that he didn't realize this train is coming and someone at the nick of time just lifted him out of that and he was a bit hurt uh, behind you know in the head but it was all okay and it was sort of a nightmare it was a bad dream and somehow they had somebody had protected them or whatever something had happened and nothing had happened to them they were saved and after two weeks he comes to prashanthanilayam and he's sitting in the darshan line and the moment swami sees him swami says hey when did you come and he says swami i came this morning and then swami then blessed him and swami moved forward and suddenly swami stopped stepped back he retraced his steps and swami went back to him and swami said bangaram electric trains go in high speed be careful and that's it and swami left so that is what mr ashok says that you can never ever have any idea of who is bhagwan he is there here he is there everywhere he is inside he is outside he is deep inside he is someone who will always be with you and carry you through and whatever he is he says that it is because of the way bhagwan instilled into him these qualities these moral values he says you know one thing is to follow moral values but you need moral courage to follow moral values he recalls a session where he was sitting in the darshan line way back in the 70s and one day swami came out for darshan and then swami looked at someone sitting behind him and swami suddenly was in so much uh, happiness swami was in delight swami was asked hey who are you how are you when did you come why didn't you tell me and then so ashok looked back to see who is this person swami is so happy to talk and swami is welcoming him so warmly and then he saw that it was actually mr atul bihari watched by the great leader who later on became the prime minister of the country and he was sitting there with so unassuming manner and swami had to pick him up and swami has to take him inside and you know he says we learned all these lessons of humility even when mr abdul kalam came to prashanthanilayam he would insist on sitting down even though the chair was placed for him he would later on become the president of the country even at that time he would want to just sit down so he says you know one thing is to follow moral values but you need moral courage and that moral courage came from living with bhagwan and he says that the way swami inculcated in us to to be silent inside so that nothing affects you says when we used to sit for darshans for bhagwan we used to sit for hours together sometimes one hour two hours and just for 3 or 10 minutes of darshan but you are sitting in silence so that silence is teaching you patience resilience that silence is your meditation and that he says is my biggest strength to feel that silence within me says whatever chaos may be happening outside you can always be in meditation if you are in your own silence and that silence is what gives you tremendous strength to do go out and think with clarity and execute with alacrity so that your character shines high and you always live up to what bhagwan always expected of you so that is mr tc ashok the serial entrepreneur going back in times and sharing how prindavan shaped him how whatever he is today it is because of prindavan prindavan sanchari sham gopala prindavan sanchari sham 
Yesterday I had the chance to talk to another brother from the early Vrindavan era. In fact, this brother had the chance to join Bhagwan's college in 1970. Swami started the college in 1969. He is Venkat Subarao. He is from the Kadapa district of Andhra Pradesh and from a village called Pruddhatur. So in 1969, his father came to Bhagwan for darshan and what had happened was his father had lost uh, a lot of money he was going through very difficult times in his business and uh, he was looking for some succor some support and someone told him about putaparti and so he came to bhagwan and uh, swami called him gave interview and they stayed for a week actually swami called them after staying for 7 days and then the first question swami asked the moment he saw venkat subarao's father is swami said what happened to your devotion all these days where were you all these days what happened to your devotion so what had happened was his father had actually come to bhagwan many years ago in 1944 itself when swami was just 18 years so after seeing swami in 1944 his father for some reason did not come again and only when things went on a downward spiral in 1960 he thought of swami again and now swami is asking him what happened to your devotion all these days and his father didn't know what to say he said swami swami i i go to the shirdi sai temple in fact during his days when his business was doing well he had spent money and he had built a shirdi baba temple because this venkat subaro's grandparents were very devoted to shirdi sai and uh, So he said, "Swami, I used to go to the Shri Sai Temple, and then Swami blessed him, and then Swami said, 'Okay, come again.' So one month later, again, Venkat Subarao's father came, and now they came with the entire family, and now Swami spoke to him with much love, and Swami said, 'I know you have lost your land, you have lost your gold, you have lost your money, you have lost your business,' and Swami said, 'But it is going to be like this for for the next fourteen years.' Swami said, 'It's like the Vanvasa.'" the period is such it's going to be like this for 14 years and after that you will find release swami said and uh, swami's words are so 
So cryptic, you know, at the end of the 14 years, actually, Venkat Subbarao's father merged at Bhagwan's lotus feet. But during that that interview itself, that first interview itself, 1969, and the second interview rather, Swami called Venkat Subbarao and Swami called him alone and to that personal interview and Swami said, you come and join in Vrindavan College, you study in my college. And then Swami placed his hand on his heart and Swami said, I am there in your heart. I will take care of you completely. Don't worry. I will look after you. I am always there in your heart. And Brother Subarao recalls that moment with so much of intensity, with so much of deep conviction. He says from that moment, he never had the doubt who is Swami Will Swami look after me? His entire life has been completely looked after. He says, just as he had said, I am there with you. He says, he has just taken care of everything. In fact, there was another occasion and Swami asked, after he became a student, do you want to tell me anything? Do you want to talk to me? Because Venkat Subarao used to always be very quiet. He was not someone who would want chances or anything. He was just always very quiet. And he said, no, Swami. And Swami said, okay. He says, it was so deep in his heart that Swami knows everything. There is nothing that I need to tell him. If anything has to be done, he will do it. I don't have to tell him. I don't have to ask him. There is nothing that I need to pray for because everything is taken care of. Whatever happens, he is there to look after. That conviction is so strong that he never really felt the need to even talk to Swami. And today, after so many years of uh, serving outside, he was working in the Oriental Insurance Company. And after all that, in 2004, he gave up the job to go into retirement. And he's been staying in Prashantinalam ever since. He's just here. In those days, when Swami was one day going to the meditation tree, and he and one more boy, they started following Swami to the meditation tree. Swami said, you be in Mandir. You stay in Mandir. Don't come here. So for him, that is the message from Swami. I have to be in Mandir. So today he loves to be in Prashantinalam and loves to participate in all the alumni activities. He's always there whenever we have the alumni meet on the 1st of January. So the way Swami has touched so many souls and Swami has picked these souls and the assurance that Swami has given and the conviction that he has instilled into all these students are these magical moments of being with Swami in Vrindavan. This is how Swami picked and Swami polished the students that came to him way back in 1960s and 70s. In fact, there's another very fascinating story I was mentioning to you about Mr. B.V. Sagar, who is the son of Mr. B.V. Raman Rao. Earlier, we had a long series on the life of Mr. Raman Rao in Outside, Inside, Deep Inside after we did the series on Mrs. Ratanlal. In fact, we couldn't complete that series. Sometime we will resume it definitely. The whole story of how Swami started the Sevadal movement and how Swami always wanted Mr. Raman Rao to lead the Sevadal movement in India and who later on became the editor of Telugu Sanatan Sarthi. Mr. B.V. Raman Rao's son is Mr. B.V. Sagar who joined the Brindavan campus and how that happened also is an interesting story. Let us listen to Mr. B.V. Sagar. Actually, in 1970, there was a Telangana agitation. For the yeah. first time of Telangana agitation, I was in mm-hmm. the 10th standard. So, my parents did not know what to do with me. And my sister was in 12th standard. So, they did not know what to do with both of us, our education. So, they took both of us to my grandparents' house and they left us there. 
my sister completed 12th and she refused to stay back she came back to hyderabad whereas mine continued uh, for two more years so one day he came and said after intermate i'll take you to bangalore and uh, i'll admit you in brindavan uh, college so it happened in 1972 i never traveled beyond puttaparthi from that point of view this is swami's college and once he told me that and later i came back uh, to hyderabad and i asked my mother what is this he said swami's college good discipline and it will do good just before going my mother called me and said see you asked swami that you want to join bsc <laughs> otherwise uh, you know if they give admission in ba or something it will be difficult for you future ask swami directly your father will not allow you to ask <laughs> you tell swami that you want bsc i went then uh, we went to prashant nilayam with my father so that time that where now ganesh temple is there yeah. just further down on the left side was the veda padshala yeah. so that shed yes. swami used to go regularly like he is probably was visiting the hostels today so he used to go regularly so that day he was coming back from there suddenly someone came and called me and said swami is calling you then i went there by then my father must have you know conveyed that this is the our intention so swami said so you'll join brindavan uh, college i said yes the next question you know my word has to come but before that when we were entering prashant nilayam my father told me don't go and ask i want this i want that <laughs> swami knows what is best for us <laughs> so you don't have to tell swami that i'll join this i'll not join this so now i'm in a conflict whether to ask or not to ask yes. so i kept quiet swami said uh, manchidi go and join tomorrow and uh, next day morning uh, swami has written a two beautiful letters one to the principal one to the warden professor h sundarrao was our mm-hmm. warden and uh, professor narendra was our principal so the best of the recommendation letters i could <laughs> carry for myself <laughs> so i went uh, armed with those my father and me we went to brindavan 72 april may and that's the time so went into principal's office my father is familiar i mean he there familiar with him so he greeted him then he gave this letter so instead of principal you know sitting and our standing he was standing and we were sitting <laughs> so that's the you know the recommendation that i carried the weight of the recommendation actually he stood there took it in all reverence opened letter he read that and he said uh, he called uh, this to one mr satyam old retired gentleman as a clerk for the satyam join him in bsc thank <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, he is written so take this boy into bsc sami is written ah. wow so you know there, there comes my bsc <laughs> it's nothing like uh, anyone asking then uh, that's over then my father said when can he join he joined it's over <laughs> with swami is a letter nothing else uh, changes so then we were waiting for professor sundar rao who was in, taking class at that time he was a literature professor mm. used to conduct classes for us. so he came so there used to be one mm. sairam shed mm. you know a shed yes, uh, yes. now it's ramesh hall no so yeah. that sairam shed so i was sitting there waiting for uh, professor to come same thing he walked we went gave the letter he read that and said join immediately <laughs> and my father at that time he says okay that is a hostel this is a college go meet the hostel warden is there he'll come after lunch meet him and tell him that uh, professor sundar i told you to get admitted join and he left 
<laughs> he has done his job. What Swami told him to put him in the college. He came and he left. Then I went around asking for who is the warden and, and things like that. Of course, then yeah. Professor Sundara came at yeah. lunch time and took me in. And small thing. This happened in 1972. Then the, that's a golden era again yes. of yeah. everyone's life. So yeah. I was the 43rd student in the hostel. <laughs> so. Mm. and then the college was not more than 100 students at yeah. that time mm. yeah yeah and my brother joined uh, in 1975 okay. okay he had joined in puc so he had done a puc and a bcom so five years stint for them okay. then post bsc i didn't know what to do my education is you know it went in its own spin so it, again it's another story okay and then swami suddenly said what are you doing Swami, no more studies. I am done with my studies. He <laughs> said, no, 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 no. It's not sufficient. Go now, join law. Okay. What law? I don't know where. Outside Brindavan, I did not know which side, which road leads to where. I mean, we <laughs> no. never went out uh, the yeah. hostels those days. Mm. And for us, college also was in the same campus, Correct. unlike now. Yes. So then he said, uh, do you know where is the law college? I said, no. Then there used to be another gentleman, Mr. Radha Krishna, mm. another uh, student. So he said, uh, "You and Radha Krishnan go to law college and uh, apply." We don't know where the law college is. Then Swami calls Jogarao and says, "Jogarao, take them to law college, admit them." So he said, "Yes, Swami," and we just went and sat in his car. Then Jogarao says, "Where is this law college?" <laughs> <laughs> we said, "We don't know." <laughs> he also said, "Even I don't know." I say, "But Swami said you should go to law college." <laughs> Then we asked the driver, "Where is the law college?" <laughs> Then that man said there is one uh, law college in city law college, you know, somewhere he told. So we went there. It's a story by itself. You know, that is that's how yeah. it is. Swami is mm. wonderful. We will continue this uh, definitely. You have given one teaser <laughs> of your life, and we will continue this whenever you come to yeah. Prashant Nilayam. Thank you so much. So yes, that has to be continued. We recorded this in uh, Shivam, in Hyderabad, Bhagwan's residence in Hyderabad, and. So that is very interesting how brother Sagar joined Bhagwan's college taking a recommendation letter from Bhagwan himself so you see every person we saw Venkat Subbarao Swami placed his hand on his heart and said I will look after you you look at the story of TC Ashok and Swami asked him to sit next to him in the car and Swami says will you join Vrindavan campus so Swami has really literally hand picked all the students and it continues even now every person who gets the chance to study in bhagwan's college is always someone who has been chosen for a specific purpose and it is always for us to see how time unfolds these beautiful creations that bhagwan shaped for all of us to learn all of us to imbibe and thereby pick up those lessons to purify our life so going back to brindavan mr sagar was sharing how in those days students were less and one day one of the teachers uh, said to swami swami should we do some publicity you know some way to get more students because not many people know about this college our college because these were teachers who had come from outside colleges and joined bhagwan's uh, institution so they were thinking probably we should do some advertisement in the newspaper or send make some flyers about the college so they said swami can we do something like that so that people become more aware of our 
college ti satisai art science and commerce college and swami said no no swami said i don't need any propaganda our performance should speak for itself swami said we don't need propaganda we need only performance and mr sagar says that year in the intermediate course that is the 11th and 12th it was the state wide examination conducted by the university and the first rank for the college was by a satyasai student his name was premanand and once the first ranker in the entire state was a satyasai student everyone was asking if where is this college what is this satyasai college where is whitefield who is this boy and the same thing happened subsequent year you had anup jalani who won the first rank in bcom in graduation program and again everyone is asking where is this college who is this boy where does he come from that is how swami built the shri satyasai art science and commerce college which later on became the prindavan campus of shri satyasai institute of higher learning what matters to swami is performance he does not need any promotion but at the same time he knew how to ensure that the boys reach where they reach and he knew how to broad them to study he knew how to ensure that their parents are happy that the boys are happy in fact uh, sagar was one of those students who loved to spend time with swami his father told as long as you are with swami it's fine you know don't worry about anything else so he was someone who focused all the time about spending time with swami didn't really give it so much time as far as academics was concerned so he was not really getting all those ranks and marks so sagar's mother was very worried about his education and one day he told swami sagar is not studying well swami the swami in front of her swami reprimanded uh, sagar as hey, you should study well you pay attention and all that and uh, so after some time during the darshan time once the results were out swami went to sagar's mother and swami said you know your boy your boy got second rank and his mother was so happy and waiting to go back to the room and talk to sagar and so thrilled that sagar is now getting ranks in the college and swami at the same time came on the gen side and swami came to sagar and swami said hey study well pay attention what are you doing are you really paying attention to your studies and he told this to sagar and uh, swami went inside and after the darshan you know both mother and son came to the room and his mother said what sagar you never told me that you got second rank congratulations it's so heartening for me that you got second rank and sagar said yeah okay okay and you know he just managed he just he didn't know how to react because he says we were only four students in that particular group and the first ranker had got 98% he had actually got 37% the two other boys had got slightly little lower than him because they were not so comfortable in english in fact that is another problem in those days many of the students were not so comfortable in the english language they some of students they would come from the local areas and because english was not at that point in time such a prevalent language in india in fact on one occasion another student badrinath he shares how swami asked this boy how is it going in the classes and he said swami i am finding it very difficult to understand the teachers are speaking in such good english and i can't follow so immediately swami calls one of the teachers uh, mr tukaram who has 
served the Brindavan campus for perhaps 40-50 years and Swami calls him and says, ensure that when you're teaching the students, people are getting what you're saying. Think how to communicate so that people understand what you're saying. And uh, now this boy thought, oh my God, how could Swami do this? Now that teacher is going to get wild with me. He said, why did you complain to Swami? You could have any problem, you would have come to me. Why you have to do this? Don't you have common sense? He thought, you know, this teacher will definitely get mad at him. And he says, it is so surprising. To him, it was such a lesson that Mr. Tukaram took it so sportively. On that day, he completely changed the way he was teaching. And he went to great pains to ensure that every student was getting what he was saying. Not a trace of anger, not a trace of remorse, not a trace of any ill feeling. That is how the teachers were. And they continue to be. Mr. Dukaram perhaps even now teaches in the Brindavan campus. So this is how Swami built this institution. But you know, he ensured that everyone's focus is on Bhagwan. Everyone's focus is on what is the most important thing in life. In fact, when Swami was about to take some students for, to Uti along with him. Swami said, okay, whoever gets first class, I will take the students with me to Uti. So this is how Swami used to encourage the boys. And the same thing happened when Swami planned the Kashmir trip. Swami said, whoever gets first rank, I will take them with me to Kashmir. So here again, all the boys, they were really spending time and you know, who doesn't want this chance to go with Swami to Uti? And so they were preparing and the results were out and you know, Unfortunately, Sagar did not get first class and uh, and Swami was, the list was being made of who will go with Swami and Swami was saying, oh, that boy will miss the chance now. Oh, he should have, you know, Swami was doing this list and Swami was just narrating and casually talking, saying that next morning we have to go and this boy missed and this other boy should have studied and all that Swami was saying and then next day, 4 a.m., they have to go via Bandipur, Mudumalai, they are supposed to have lunch and then go to Uti. And Swami had finalized who will sit where in Swami's car. Some will go in Swami's car, some will go in the cars behind. And uh, at 4 a.m., Sagar was there at that point in time doing door duty, sort of uh, helping Swami during the darshans. And Swami used to talk to him often. And, but he had not got uh, first class, so he knew he was not part of the trip. So 4 a.m., he was just waiting there to see Swami and help in whatever way he can be of any use and have darshan, at least that darshan before Swami leaves. And you know, just when you, all this preparation was going on and boys were getting ready to go and he, just that thought came, if only I had studied a little harder, you know. My focus has always been Swami, but probably I should have studied also a little more. Just a thought and he said, okay, fine, it's over. I can't do anything about it. And uh, just when that thought came, someone came and tapped him behind and he turned back and he saw it was Mr. Lakshmi Narsiman, one of the lecturers. And he said, what are you doing here? Swami told to put your bags in the car, in the second car. Are you not ready? You're part of the trip. What are you doing here? So he says, I don't know what happens in the next 10 minutes. He went to the hostel. He's in a frenzy. Somehow he just put some stuff in the suitcase and he came and, and he got into the car and the car was already full. But you know, everybody, they are happy to welcome a newcomer. They adjusted and somehow he got into the car. And after going for a distance, after half an hour, the car started and at 4.30 again, some reshuffling happened. So Swami stopped the car and Swami decided who will be in which car and all that. And then during that whole process, 
now sagar came to swami's car so mr radhakrishna was driving and he was sitting in the front and next to him there was another boy barua so both the boys were sitting in the front 4:30 early in the morning and uh, as the car started reshuffling had happened and the car started and swami just said if only i had studied well swami just said that it was absolute silent and swami just says if only i had studied well and immediately sagar knew what swami is referring to he broke down and you know he, he wanted to touch swami's feet so he placed his hand behind swami was sitting there and he he placed his hand on swami's knees and he was trying to touch swami's feet and swami just patted his palm and swami said don't worry who is the call what is the college to tell who is first class and who is not what authority is the college to decide who is a first class student and who is not swami said i am giving you first class don't worry so that's what sagar's father had told him you keep your focus on swami and everything else will be taken care of so here was an instance where swami is telling that the college may not given you would have not given you first class but in my eyes you are first class so this is how any student you talk to of this brindavan days you find that they are so focused you find that what has to be sorted out in your heart in your mind was done so solidly in those days that it remained in your mind forever and it is this focus on swami constant undiluted absolutely without doubts that kind of a conviction with swami is what has helped all these boys to where they are today and in fact there are so many more stories every student is filled with a treasure house of beautiful moments with swami in pandavan in fact if you are seeing our radio sai telugu youtube channel we are doing a series there where the telugu team is uploading very beautiful stories of experiences of students from different eras that they have experienced in pandavan in fact what i have shared today is some that i have learnt that i have enjoyed watching these videos so the story of learning with love in pandavan continues there are many more very beautiful anecdotes and we'll come to that in the coming episodes of outside inside deep inside let us ensure that this focus we have to be first class in swami's eyes if that is sorted out in our mind if swami is always priority one for us in our lives then we will always be priority one in fact we are always priority one for god but we will realize how we have always been priority one for god and once that is settled everything else in your life just falls into place so beautifully so seamlessly so dear listeners we'll continue this series in the coming episodes of outside inside deep inside thank you so much for being with us through this session and with gratitude to bhagwan for having given us this lovely moments of satsang and prayers that we continue this in the coming episodes and in the rest of our lives bring this session to a close as always if you have any queries or comments you can write to listener at radiosai.org you can also send your feedback messages to our whatsapp number 9393258258 once again 9393258258 thank you so much for being with us offering our salutations at his lotus feet with all our love all our joy and with utmost humility thank you sairam brindavan ke gokul bala
थन छोरा यशोदा के बाला माखन चोरा यशोदा के बाला माखन चोरा यशोदा के बृंदावन के गोकुल మార్చ్ 2019 dear listeners we hope you like this program please send us your feedback by either email or whatsapp our email id is listener@radioside.org and our whatsapp number is 9393258258 thank you and loving sairam from prashant nilayam